to the comic multiverse where the worlds of nerd meet. Matt, it's episode 201. It's a brand new universe. It's a brand new multiverse, if you will, complete with some brand new assets made by you. They're very nice. Thank you. Thank you. It's a very, very uh, kind of spur of the moment thing. I'm like, I'm going to change up most of the assets we use. I, I like it took us, you know, 201 episodes, but we're finally embracing the spacey theme. I feel like I should also <laughs> change the assets on uh, iTunes and SoundCloud, too, because I've had the same ones that I swore forever. Oh, these will be placeholders so I can pay an artist to do a good one, and then I never did. Isn't that like how they go in TV shows where it's like you get to mm -hmm. a certain episode and it's like, oh, now we're in space. Yep, that's officially <laughs> where we are now. We are in comic multiverse, the space years. We're on a long <laughs> trek across these stars a wagon train if you will finding new life out there and i don't know blowing it up or something yeah blowing up planets or something not interfering with the prime directive <laughs> or something gotta gotta nuke something gotta nuke them <laughs> space whales <laughs> yeah that's uh, that's me and matt we're really more like uh what is it we're, we're less uh starfleet and we're more like galactus eating planets gaining their power yep I think officially now at 201 episodes, we can start, you know, going around cyberspace and eating smaller, weaker podcasts <laughs> and bringing them into ourselves. <laughs> Absorbing them, kind of like how EA does to game companies. There you go. The comic multiverse, the vampire of podcasts. <laughs> comic multiverse, the destroyer of worlds. <laughs> Look upon us and weep, for we are the shadows that cast a shadow on darkness itself. Welcome to the show, everybody. <laughs> How, uh, how's your week been, Matt? Mine's been both really hard working as I try and, you know, dig through my massive piles of videos. And also as I sit back and look at it, wow, I didn't get fuck all done also. Yep, yeah, yeah, I'm exactly the same. Yesterday I ever recorded a record 10 videos um nice. in one day uh between all of that i've also been playing the avengers beta nice yeah you got into that i didn't you and tiff from comic pop did and i kind of watched it through you guys and then got very very jealous mm. it's very awesome and quite quite extensive for a beta yes that's what i saw there's like a boss fight in there and everything holy shit there's like two boss fights there's a total of 16 missions um does that include i think that includes like the uh uh the 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 special secret mission that you got to unlock that no one really knew about and mm. people just kind of stumbled on nice also thank you uh pat senior for uh hosting the show there that's always appreciated thank pat you. of course always there uh for capes and quests every other thursday so it's nice to see him come over here too mm -hmm. uh yeah uh, I'm hyped for Avengers more now that I got to see other people play it and enjoy it. What uh, what was your favorite piece of gear? Because it's also a gear-based thing now. Ooh, there are so many good things. Like, yeah, the, the gears, I, I did a video on the gear. Uh, and the, the gear, like, obviously, you got different, it changes your stats, but it also has, like, different buffs. Like, you can give Iron Man, like, like repulses that deal gamma damage. Uh, for against da gamma foes or like uh it can do like graviton resistance and stuff and all that sort of stuff there's one as well that turns i think it was after a couple of heavy attacks it shrinks the the enemy oh. with the pin particles and it actually shrinks, oh, nice. shrinks them and they're like very small 
that's very clever. As Iron Man 2, do you have to, you know, fly away from hazards like booze bottles? Because if he flies <laughs> into them, he can't help himself. <laughs> oh, no, he's hit the booze bottles. <laughs> and, and as Hank Pym, who, who I'm sure will be DLC, I'm sure, you know, every so often you got to do a quick time event to not hit your wife. Because <laughs> if you do, it's game over. <laughs> and that's a problem. <laughs> That's what I want. Superpowers, but also super weaknesses across the board. <laughs> that looks really fun. I uh, I can't wait to give that a try. You said next week they might be having like an even bigger beta that I might get a chance to get in on. Yeah, I think next week is the open beta. It's either the closed or the open beta because I know they've got a week coming up before the game uh, goes live that it's just an open beta. Anyone can you just sign up and join. And it comes out very, very soon, too, the game. Yeah, uh, first week of September, I do believe. Hot damn. Hot damn. Well, I mean, it's not like we're going to have anything else to do in this hellscape <laughs> of a time we're in. It's not like we're not all going to be stuck inside anyway. Yeah, yeah, you got that. You can play that, and you can play Fall Guys. Oh, yeah, yeah. Everyone's talking about Fall Guys, too. It looks cute and interesting, and it's everyone was great it this week. It's great. Yeah. You get a couple of friends together, start drinking, and just play it's like yeah. the type of battle royale game i like yeah party game that's cool it's nice to know that that uh, caught everyone's attention because this clearly wasn't like some big triple a thing this was like a smaller thing that caught everyone by storm which i always like to see hence why their servers keep getting like fucking ddos because Aww. everyone wants to play it and they weren't ready for the the number of people so they've had to always keep bringing the game down to put more servers on and everything Oh, that's a heartbreaker. Mm. Uh, speaking of video games, too, I didn't put this on our list of topics for this week, and I feel like a goon that I didn't, but we officially know what the next Rocksteady game is going to be. It's not a new Batman game like everyone and their mother thought it was. It's going to actually be the Suicide Squad game that everyone else also thought was going to happen for a while that never did, but now is. Yeah, well, it was teased, what, all the way back in, like, Arkham Origins or something oh yeah forever and ever ago now yeah and looks like their target is probably going to be the justice league with superman being their first target that uh that's setting your sights kind of high guys don't you think <laughs> maybe maybe you should go a little lower like oh maybe like uh like kite man and work your way up from there yeah yeah i i did i did theorize that oh maybe it could be like like he's under control and the suicide squad have been brought in to try and subdue him or it right. could they could could be like a complete swerve and it could be bizarro oh that would be fun too i actually quite enjoy that yeah i guess we know nothing of how the game is going to play i know i pitched forever and ever that if they did a suicide squad game i would want it to be like a big four-person co-op borderland style affair where everyone plays a certain role and you help each other out and everything i doubt that's what they're going to do well, see, I don't know because it's prime for like multiplayer, and yeah, with and with, and with Avengers coming out, it could be seen as a competition to that, mm -hmm. like because it would be very similar. What uh, what was the Ninja Turtles game? I don't think it was great. I think it was the Platinum one, but it had a very fun idea where you played as all the Ninja Turtles simultaneously, and if you press the face button, you would actually get to turn into a different one, oh, and they yeah. were all suited for different things. Yeah, yeah. That would be a cool thing. Like, oh, I'm Deadshot. I can, you know, shoot all these goons. Then it's like, oh, uh, swap out with, like, you know, Captain Boomerang because you need his boomerang to hit a switch or something. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know, become Harley Quinn to platform because you know Harley Quinn's going to be in it. Yeah, yeah, of course, of course. 
she makes the money you know yeah. she uh she pays the bills over there so you know why wouldn't it be her plus she has a big tv show mm-hmm. that's on hbo right now yeah <laughs> but yeah suicide squad game sounds cool also too i wonder uh because you're playing villains in this one and not heroes do you think they're going to take this opportunity to you know really uh up the content thing do you think this is going to be like an m for mature rated dc game now it could be but as well i I could see them wanting to keep it in line with like the other arkham games Mm, which were very dark and very Mm -hmm. adult in tone but you know everyone could still play them yeah yeah no so there's definitely uh, places to go for that but uh yeah I, i never thought the suicide squad would be so cachet now that they would get a game announcement. They got this, and then we also got to see the poster uh, for the James Gunn movie, and it looks very cool and retro and very, like, A-team. I love it. Love it. I love it, too. Yeah, I think very I think exciting. his movie's going to be very good. I, I hope so, and I certainly think so. And, hey, we're probably going to get more information in that in that DC fandom. And, yes, I'm still going to call it the fandom. You can't stop me. <laughs> yeah, fandom. <laughs> Fandom. In fact, if I knew anything about art, I would be drawing the fandom who just goes and horse whips people <laughs> when they're not being good fans. Or maybe when they are being good fans. I don't know the lore of it's the fandom. It's just Dan It's just Dan DiDio. What do you mean you want Nightwing bad? You get a whipping. <laughs> oh, no. Dan DiDio in leather pants. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. And a domino mask. Oh, no. no. (laughs) The fandom is coming for you (laughs) in a a couple months or in a month. When is that again? I keep forgetting. It's August, isn't it? Yeah, it's in in two weeks, 22nd of August. Right. You figure they got to have some big announcements for that, right? Because, you know, everything else got scuttled and every other chance they had to talk about anything. Well, they they released, like, the the guest list that had most of the people, and it had people like Robert Patterson... Uh, Matt Reeves is going to be there uh, with his Batman film, like all these big, big names, and as well as yeah. like big names in comics and stuff. Because I imagine they're going to announce quite a bit in comics there. Indeed, which will be a weird show for sure. It's like, hey, here's all these things we hope you can see at some point in a movie theater, <laughs> but maybe not. <laughs> Maybe we'll be stuck in our homes for a little longer. We can't be sure. Maybe you can see it in New Zealand, though. New Zealand seems to have their shit together. Yeah, we do as well. We've had no new cases in the last couple of weeks, so... That's good. Canada seems like it almost has it under control, and then, like, you hear some shit where it's like, yeah, some dumb teenagers had a party, and it spiked again. Ah, fuck. Yeah, we've got one state here that just just won't stop, like... Every day they're recording something like 400 new cases. So every, every other state's like... Yeah, we just got to shut our borders to everyone, and anyone who comes over goes to jail. <laughs> I I love that 2020 is the year that you know really proved to me everything I thought I knew from science fiction and alien invasion movies was totally fucking wrong. Because you know you watch something like Independence Day, and it's like, no, the world comes together to fight, you know, an evil threat, and all the old uh, rivalries and stuff are thrown aside to fight a bigger evil because the race human is the most important. Then it's like, no, man, you can't even uh, trust people to wear fucking masks so other people don't get sick in the real world. That ain't happening. Yeah, Logan Paul threw a fucking block party just just because... Fucking... Was it Logan Paul or was it Ninja who said where it's like well you know there's so much misinformation out there about the virus it's not going to stop me from living my life you motherfucker <laughs> you, you, you said it was either or is there a difference 
Is no, I, I can't tell the difference. To talk about the modern influencer equivalent of, you know, let them eat cake. And yes, I know Mary Antoinette didn't actually say let them eat cake, <laughs> but still it stands as the ultimate, you know, uh, thing for being like, you know, what you, you really don't fucking know how regular people live. <laughs> and that's the one. Yeah, also, that's so, like... so out of touch. <laughs> Look, as a professional Fortnite player, I think I know more about medicine and infectious diseases. <laughs> of course, yeah. Because I am myself an infectious disease. <laughs> Joel, starting YouTube drama yet again. <laughs> Two, 201 episodes in, and I know no one important watches this show. <laughs> I can say whatever I want. I'm running wild. <laughs> Going rogue again. Uh, but yeah, that Suicide Squad news is pretty interesting. And, and I guess, too, to circle back to what you're talking about, about the Avengers game, Spider-Man will be in the game as DLC, but only for PlayStation 5, and that made a lot of people very upset. It made a lot of people upset, so much so that the developers had to come out and say, this wasn't our choice. Oh. It was, like, Sony and, like, all those people wanted him in there, and we had to put, they were mandated he had to be in there. Which happens all the time for mm-hmm. console-exclusive uh characters and everything i mean i think this is a i think it's an easy fix personally you know xbox they get an exclusive one too but just to really rub some salt in the wound make it a lame character make it the lamest marvel character you can think of and they can have that one like like explodey boy from that x-men book recently or uh who's the guy with all the eyes in uh in x factor oh Oh, i boy yeah i boy him You, you get Eye Boy, or you can also get, oh, who's another limit? Oh, you get Jack of Hearts, the guy who's been dead for so long. The most interesting thing he did was die, and no one remembers him. <laughs> yeah, it was blow up in the Avengers Mansion. You get that guy just for Xbox. <laughs> uh, that would be funny. Also, also too, that kind of had gave me a bit of a sigh moment. Where it's like, huh, the game's coming out soon, but you're telling me I'm probably going to have to rebuy it again on the PlayStation 5. That's good to know. No, I think this is one of those games where you get a free upgrade. Because there's a select oh. number of games that, like, or that it'll work on the PlayStation 5. That's good. They I think, because I know, like, Cyberpunk has it. I believe Ghost of Tsushima has it. Nice. Uh, there was some. There was another one. I think it might have been Avengers. I might be wrong, but I'm pretty sure it was. Because it makes yeah. sense. It makes sense. Yeah, as as they should. Mm-hmm. More more free upgrades, please. More just upgrades across the board. <laughs> Did they ever confirm it, or is this just shit I dreamed? But PlayStation Five, they're gonna try and work in some sort of PS2 emulation. Did I just dream that? I think that was like the rumor, like they were gonna like uh, make it backwards compatible or something with certain games or something. I think that might might have just been like a rumor spread by someone who wants that. And I mean, who doesn't want that? Yeah, I, I want to play Def Jam Fight for New York, and I want to play all these games that they're never going to re-release or remaster due to, uh, what is it, due to licensing problems. Yeah, I want, I want to play more Need for Speed Underground 2. There you go. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> I want to play all of those yeah. that I can't. <laughs> uh, so, uh, yeah, there you go. There's uh, there's a little video game news everyone there they'll talk about what we've been playing i'm sure we'll be able to mention this more again if i can get in on that avengers bit i'd love to play something or record something for the channel about it even though i know the last time i tried to stream a new game and my franken setup everything fell apart yeah no well, if we can if we can work it we should try and like because that's a team game we should try and stream yeah. something together 
Absolutely, that would be great. Hey, tell you what, everyone, if you go down to my Amazon wish list, uh, get me a capture card, one of them good Elgatos. I can I'm, try and make it happen right quick. Yeah, I'm looking at buying one. I'm either like this week or next week. I've got my eye on one, or it's like kind of on sale. I'm like, ooh, I just need that 1080p one. Don't need that 4K one. Just need that 1080p one. <laughs> I, I had a total like uh, adult moment there where I was on Amazon earlier today and I'm like, okay, Patreon money came in. Uh, still got to break off mad a little piece as I always do. Hmm, what am I going to buy for myself now in seclusion? I could get a capture card, which I would probably enjoy, or I could get a small blender for protein <laughs> I, I, shakes. I've been doing that. I've been like, oh, I, I could buy all this like Elgato stuff where I could buy an air fryer and be a bit more yeah. healthier. <laughs> See, I'm glad you, this is why we're good co-hosts, Matt, because our minds are very much in the same place. Because I'm thinking like, man, my diet's gone to shit all quarantine. I tried to do good for a couple weeks there. I didn't lose it as fast as I did when I first started keto. And then I'm like, well, time for potato skins again. <laughs> and you, it's, it was, it's easier in, in while you're in like a lockdown or something. You just, oh, just order food or just... It, yeah, it absolutely is. And for my birthday, I did order food and I finally like broke that thing of like, OK, I guess it's safe to order food now. <laughs> I, I'm glad I didn't keep doing it, but uh, yeah, I'm still drinking. I'm drinking mini seven ups now and I'm just like, well, <laughs> fuck it. If I'm going to be inside, I'm going to be, you know, at least fat and healthy. Have a cookie. Screw it. <laughs> yeah, but no one like, can okay. see me. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. No one can see me. Who am I losing weight for? It's fine. And then at <laughs> night, I'm so bloated, I can just sleep. It's okay. <laughs> Thank God food is my vice and not like drugs or alcohol, or I really might be in trouble. <laughs> Joel, why did you miss another podcast? Oh, because I've been shooting speedballs into my veins. That's why. <laughs> into your dick. <laughs> into my dick hole. Man, that's actually a really, really big problem where I live right now because it's northern Canada, which is a lot like the American South and like apparently the local methadone clinic uh, because our government obviously handed out a bunch of money early on for people to live on. It was like like two grand a month and everything. And because of that, a bunch of people just stopped showing up at the methadone clinic. They either dropped out or relapsed or died. <laughs> and just started shooting, shooting drugs into their dicks. <laughs> right into their dick holes and i'm just like god damn that is really fucking horrifying and yet at the same time it's like yeah that would probably happen you probably shouldn't give people with addiction problems a lot of money out of the blue and nothing yeah. else to do mm -hmm. yeah yeah that's I, again i would love to ask like hey drug dealers out there how how did this impact your business did you see a spike did it go down how did it happen <laughs> Because I always assume, like all the drug dealers I know, they have masks and gloves and protective gear anyway. So, you know, it'd just be like, hey, the eight ball's under the door. Give me the money. Yeah, yeah. They'd just be like, yeah, just leave it at the door. <laughs> Friggin' uh, what is it? Curbside pickup for all your hard narcotics. <laughs> yeah, click and collect. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, long story short, I got a blender because I'm going to try and do, like, you know, more protein shakes more like uh healthy smoothies and shit and then a sensible dinner is what i'm going to try and attempt to do and try and get some exercise somewhere my my building used to have a gym but they closed it like they closed every other public space so now I, I can't again just sneak in do like have you seen that video of that one guy who i think it might it, it was he his city mandated that all gyms be closed because they were that was spreading the fucking infection and, oh yeah, and, that, and uh, that guy from New he, Jersey. Yeah, he got so fucking mad. He he like 
went against the law and like opened his own gym and i think he got in trouble for it of course well, but... yeah, okay yes this this story had layers matt so there's yeah, a video yeah. of him kicking down the door yeah, yeah. to his clothes jim he's like yeah i'm a big hero and then people did some digging into him and they're like oh he killed a kid drunk driving and went to jail and that's how he got really fit and opened all these gyms oh this gym is built on the back of a dead child literally <laughs> built on the back of a dead child and of course fox news had him on that's like you're an american hero you're an american patriot yeah. he's like yes yes i am <laughs> and it's like yeah what a what a fucking 2020 story <laughs> that uh, is. it doesn't disappoint 2020 it just keeps on going no. it just keeps on going this is the time that never ends. It just goes on and on, my <laughs> friend. Uh, we're not going to have Halloween this year because people won't wear fucking masks. Which is ironic. Which is fucking ironic. Very, very fair. That's the thing. They got to put it in all the masks now. <laughs> Look, hey, if you want to be a vampire, you can be a doctor with scrubs. Ooh. <laughs> uh but uh yeah so what else were we talking about oh yeah uh so hey here's a fun story uh that's also kind of fitting at the same time uh it was announced this week that christopher priest is going to be pre uh, penning a brand new u.s agent series uh for marvel and boy interesting timing for this one too obviously wyatt russell was supposed to play him in that uh winter soldier falcon tv show that is still uh pending yeah yeah i imagine this was meant to come out around the time the show came out yeah, most definitely. Uh, U.S. agent getting his reps and other stuff, too, because he was in that uh, Iron Man 2020 event for a second. Yep, he was in Forceworks, and he turned out to be kind of a good guy in that. Yeah, yeah. It's, it'll be interesting to see Christopher Priest take on him because it's like, oh, here's an educated black man, you know, who is also a priest. The priest isn't just the uh, last name. He actually is doing a story about the Captain America who's like the far-right Captain America, the shitty replacement whose name is literally Johnny Walker. Yeah, it's a very topical uh, book to be writing at the moment. No doubt. I know I shared my pitch on this show a lot where it's like, ooh, you know what they should do with him? It should be like, you know, U.S. agent being like, yeah, you know, I'm going to get with the people, the young people, only to find out, oh, you young people are way more right-wing and crazy than even I am. Yeah, kind of have like, like a, a uh, like a crisis of conscience sort of thing. Yeah, like, have I been wrong this whole thing? Like, you'd basically have him team up with, like, the, uh, what is it, the Marvel Universe equivalent of the Proud Boys and have him be like, oh, no, oh, no. Yeah, oh, no, they carry tiki torches and wear, like, creepy fucking shirts yeah. tucked into their pants. <laughs> yeah, wear polo shirts. I don't like any of this. Although, it's funny, the pitch that Christopher Priest has here might actually end up being that because the idea is, is that John Walker is taking a page from Captain America's own book and that is he doesn't like how the government is being run now. He thinks, you know, they're uh, going against the ideals of America. So he is stopping being U.S. agent, basically, and he's going on the road, and he has a brand-new costume that looks very, very homemade. It does, yeah. And he's going to be like an independent military contractor now, and I'm like, okay, there's some interesting shit in there. Oh and at first I was worried God. to be like, ooh, are they going to, like, you know, clean up uh, his act too much? Oh, thank you, Cyborg Soldier, thank for the... You for the subscription there i'm like are they going to clean up his act too much then i'm reminded no wait christopher priest wrote that amazing deathstroke book where he was just a fucker on every yeah. page yeah oh they, they're gonna they're gonna not shy away from all of that so again what a what a great 
pick to write basically li- like an anti-villain or like a villainous protagonist, I think mm-hmm. that could be really well done. I'm wondering if it will follow on from Forceworks because like at the end of Forceworks, it looks like like he was going to leave like like the government sort of mm-hmm. system because of like what Maria Hill and all that did like uh, with the Deathlocks and everything. He's like, I'm a bit tired of it. It's kind of set up for that. Yeah, quite possible. I wonder, too, if it'll connect to what ta Coates is doing in Captain America right now, mm. where he had a great bit with uh, U.S. agent, yeah. where he's just like, I- I'm believing every conspiracy theory I'm hearing about you, Captain America, which is why I've come to stop you, <laughs> only for Steve to backhand him and be like, John, A, shut the fuck up, B, we're going to have a talk later, but get out of my goddamn way for a minute, please. <laughs> Which, which is what I've always liked about this character, where he's just like, I just, I just want to help and want to be a hero. I'm just a fucking idiot, and I'm always believing everything wrong that I'm told. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> which there's definitely something interesting about that, and again, very topical too, where it's like, let's, let's talk about this guy trying to pick up the pieces of his life and be like, have I been wrong about everything? Maybe I have. <laughs> Or maybe he'll be that great Skinner meme where he's like, no, no, it's the children. The children who are wrong. (laughs) It's the champions that are wrong, he'll say. And he just punches an Atifa in the face. (laughs) Or something like that. Oh, man, I know you don't watch wrestling, Matt. Or I know you don't watch WWE wrestling, but they unveiled a new faction this week called Retribution. And they literally showed up wearing black hoodies and ski masks. And they're like, ooh, we're, we're retribution. Ooh, boogie, boogie, boogie. Ooh, we're going to get you. And I'm like, oh, God, this is crazy boomer Vince McMahon's, like, worst nightmare. I, can, I wish I was in the room when he pitched that. It's like, do you, do you know there's young people out there and they wear black and they don't like authority? Oh, <laughs> it's why I carry wrestling. a gun. <laughs> yeah, best new wrestling villains. And I'm like, I feel really bad for like the four NXT call-ups who he made wear those costumes because that's really <laughs> gonna hurt their career. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's uh, that's a rough one. And they they literally brought like a chainsaw in the ring, but not a big chainsaw, like a little one. And they're like, oh, we're cutting the ring ropes because we're crazy anarchists. Look at us. Ooh. <laughs> And then again, people remembered where it's like, wait, didn't last year around WrestleMania time you guys did a literal story about how Vince McMahon and WWE were in fact a racist company keeping Kofi Kingston down and why it was such a huge deal when he actually did win the title? (laughs) And now you're like, no, these are the bad guys. God, you guys have short memories. (laughs) Vince McMahon can't remember that. He can't even remember which steroids he took last week. No, no, he can't. He is big and old and crazy, and you can't stop him. You can try wrestling him, but you can't stop him. <laughs> uh, oh, God, the chat's reminding me to the XFL. Did you hear that? The Rock bought yeah. the failing XFL, and now he owns it? Yeah. Cool. But, cool. Yeah. Very cool, especially considering, too, that Vince McMahon literally made a selling point of that company being like, no one's going to kneel in the XFL, not on my watch. <laughs> So to see it crash and burn so amazingly and like a half black, half Simone guy to swoop on in and buy is pretty great. It's pretty cool. <laughs> it's pretty. It's like, that's that's good. I'm like, also, too, where it's like, does The Rock really have that much money that he's bought a company that's failed twice now, the XFL? What's he going to do with it? Oh, really? Like, would the XFL even have been worth much? <laughs> no, probably not. Like, I we could have bought it with donations. <laughs> I know, like he, yeah, it, you're tr- you're right, Matt. He bought it for something ridiculously small, like only something like fifteen million. Yeah, yeah, he, he made that on like the last, I don't know, fucking Jumanji film or whatever. 
at the very like again like that's throwaway money that was in his suit pants like oh i think i got something <laughs> for this yeah there's 15 million yeah you know what he should do with it he should turn it into a real life rocket league kind of like try it together oh, with yes. fast and the furious where it's like look we're all going to be racing cars in the xfl now and hitting big giant balls around <laughs> And this will all be the setup for Fast and the Furious 10. You see, it's all it's all connected, Matt. He has to prime the pump by buying the XFL, turning it into Rocket League, then making that movie. <laughs> and then he runs for president. Yeah, this this is this is what's going to help him run for president. I brought back the XFL so I can bring back America. <laughs> exactly. Look, if I can save this shit show of a company, surely I can save the country. <laughs> And everyone will be like, no lies detected. All right. <laughs> good for good for you, man. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, this uh, U.S. agent book seems really interesting and really timely. And I, uh, I'm definitely going to give this one a shot when it comes out. Absolutely. Yeah. It's only a mini so far, but I wonder if it proves to be popular, if they'll bring it back for more. Ooh, probably. Probably. Because Priest... Because Priest wrote Deathstroke for a really ro long time. Yeah. Like, well, like 50 issues? Yeah, and, like, wrote it basically uninterrupted. Like, mm -hmm. there was one crossover, but by and large, that was, like, all his idea. Mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah, that's cool. I'll be interested in that. Uh, on more new comic news, uh, remember the Dark Multiverse, Matt? Do you remember it? I do, because they were all really great. They were. They were pretty fun. They were pretty freaking cool and creative. It seemed like they were building up to something that maybe was Dan DiDio's idea, and then it kind of never happened, and now we got death metal which is making no reference to any of these yet who knows but uh yeah they announced out of the blue this week hey how would you like two more dark multiverse stories and everyone's like yeah all right what do you got for us and they're like we got hush and we got flashpoint yeah two pretty already dark stories yeah yeah exactly how how, how how are we gonna make this worse how are we gonna take this to the nth degree yes yeah, so especially flashpoint yeah, I mean, as we can see from this cover here, it looks like Reverse Flash wins, uh, Barry dies, and I'm guessing, uh, yeah, we get to see the fallout from that and, like, maybe time collapse in on itself. Yeah, and I guess the Hush one, just going off the art, Thomas, Thomas Elliot becomes Batman? I guess, because he wanted to be Bruce and he was changing his face, so this is really the next step. Or we're going to get, like, an opposite where it's, uh, like, Thomas's parents, uh, like they die and like bruce's parents stay alive and like he ends up killing uh, them later and it's kind of like a role reversal right yeah that'd be cool yeah there's a lot of interesting places they could take these i wonder for the flashpoint one if they actually make reference to the new 52 where it's like yeah well barry died so the new 52 couldn't happen so da 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 da, -da. <laughs> that's the new canon <laughs> yeah really hey everyone this turned into a really important book you should read it <laughs> yeah it can't really because the new 52 does exist it's just on a different earth yeah there you go but uh yeah these look fun these look interesting i'm uh, excited to see where these ones are gonna go yeah i wonder if this will lead to like more i'm sure it will again you know it definitely seemed like they were trying to build up to some sort of event there where you had fucking tempest fuganaut being like "Ooh, i'm gonna look into these earths like the watcher and ooh, i'm gonna pick a champion and they're gonna join my team for something maybe maybe not maybe these will just be what ifs it's, we don't know it felt like um like it was like a build up to like maybe like oh we're gonna get grant morrison to come back and he's gonna finish mm. multiversity too and 
or something yeah something like that but yeah i mean it still could happen it still could be something that they build towards but i remember on twitter i pitched that they should do heroes in crisis tales from the multiverse but nothing bad happens all the heroes get their get their therapy and they go on to be better people exactly i mean if it is the dark inverse of the main universe that was already the darkest most miserable story ever told then yeah in the dark multiverse everything was fine that day except roy still dies oh fucking roy can't catch a break <laughs> poor because in every roy. universe he has to die oh we'll we'll talk about that too when we get to what we read this way <laughs> don't don't you worry but uh yeah, if this just ends up being a line of uh, comics, they could do this for like every big event. Yeah, I'd be happy with that. Like, like a line of like Elseworlds books. That'd be great. Get the Elseworlds title back. Yeah, get, get rid really. of black black label and just name them Elseworlds. Yeah, because black label doesn't mean anything anymore. <laughs> I'm trying to think they've basically done like all the big stories that we thought of. Yeah, someone said Final Crisis could be one. I mean, really, all the crises is. Yeah. Uh, I'll guess he like what's a what's a darker version of like Cry for Justice or something? Oh God! Because that story is already kind of fucking dark. Yeah. I, identity Crisis. Do a dark version of that, which again already fucking dark. Yeah. Do do some more like single single stories. Like we had the death of Superman. So like do like like Batman R.I.P. or like Battle for the Cow yeah. or something. That's good. I like that. Those are good choices. Yeah do uh do something for green arrow i'm trying to think is there a big enough green arrow story people people only really remember longbow hunters in year one for him yeah do yeah maybe do that team up where him and him and green lantern have to stop roy from shooting drugs into his dick or something yeah there you go hard traveling heroes they don't and he dies (laughs) end of story yeah i like that dark multiverse hard traveling heroes yeah that could be a good one yeah now they're traveling even harder (laughs) so hard calling the rough riders drop <laughs> stop shut them down open up shop whoa whoa that's a hard traveling heroes oh role my God. that's 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 the whole issue they just stop being heroes and start a rap career <laughs> also thanks cbay for following thank you for following on that joke of all jokes <laughs> But uh, yeah, some more dark multiverse coming down the pipeline i don't know if it'll mean anything but should be some fun stories yeah uh now here's less of a news story and more of kind of a discussion topic i wanted to have with matt and everyone in the chat too so uh obviously because of the coronavirus and everything going on the release of all the big movies and shows have pretty much been scuttled we don't know when anything's coming out anymore if it's gonna come out and it seems like there was like a handful of movies that were all just kind of waiting to see you know when or if they were gonna budge right Mm mm-hmm and uh, the first movie that ended up budging was Mulan from Disney, their big live-action remake that they had put a lot of time and effort into. They were really happy that it was a big female-led action movie. They had a big uh, female director attached to this who's actually going to be doing Captain Marvel 2 now, yes? Uh, no, not the... No, she... Uh, the one who's doing Captain Marvel 2 is uh, Nia DaCosta, who does, who's doing the new Candyman right okay yes i got which actually both look great and i'm excited for both also yeah. hey that's a piece of news now everyone uh bring captain marvel too got a director <laughs> it's apparently gonna have more avengers in it but i'm getting off topic but uh, yeah so mulan was the first movie to budge even though they clearly wanted it to go to theaters because it was basically primed to be a big huge hit in china 
but now we can't do that. And now it's the first one that's budged. It's going to streaming, but with the extra little caveat of like, you got to have the app for it. And also you got to pay like 30 bucks American for it. Yeah. Yeah. And people are not happy about it for obvious reasons where it's like, uh, why would I pay $30 to see a movie when I'd pay about 15 just for a ticket to go to the theater? Why, why should I pay more just because I'm seeing it in my house? That seems like a weird, weirdo way to punish people. I mean, shit, even Onward you put on the app. Yeah, sure, Onward got to be in theaters for a little bit, but even that one you put out just for people who had the app why why is mulan so special we got to pay 30 bucks for it yeah again it probably has to do something with it probably big budget you know uh sort of thing they gotta try and make some money back um but yeah it's i i'm definitely not paying 30 dollars for it um no i'll like see it like i'm sure one of my friends will buy it and i'll just go over and watch it or something i don't know that's that's the way you do you have yourself a streaming party or something but this leads to the much bigger question that uh and the point of the discussion now that disney has budged on mulan how much longer does this thing have to go before you think they'll eventually budge on black widow uh yeah i don't know because black widow is meant to be coming out in november and that's not too far away we're already almost you know halfway through august so you got a couple more months until that and i don't think uh anything's going to change at least in america yeah. that's that's the problem where it's like is that wishful thinking thinking that we're all going to be fine and be able to go back to movies in november uh because the way we're doing it now sure doesn't seem that way yeah yeah so yeah i could see it like may, maybe coming i think they're going to use this as like a sort of like a test and they're gonna i imagine because i imagine people are going to buy it and it's going to make a lot of money yeah, I mean, that'll be interesting to see. I mean, if anything would, it would be that because people are starved for new content now and be like, hey, here's a big budget movie you can see in your home. People might piss and moan about it on social media, but I mean, what's, I mean, we can't see them actually spend the money. Well, as well as well as that, like people did the exact same thing when um, uh, Invisible Man and Trolls and all that came out and those movies made a ton of fucking money on VOD more than they probably would have made Mm -hmm. in theaters yeah they they were they were very very popular and i can see this being no different yeah uh which yeah because this asked the bigger question you know that's mulan but obviously because you know we're comic book people and because it's a comic book show would you pay 30 dollars to see black widow matt Mm, maybe not 30 dollars maybe something a bit more reasonable like no 15 i'd pay 30 dollars if there was like added caveats so like you can pay it to watch it and it gives you a copy of the movie to own like like a 4k copy like you know you can download at any time if it did something like that sure but that's smart but this seems to be like a sort of one and done sort of like one time thing and you only get to watch it once i think or at least for a certain amount of time 24 hours or something something like that yeah to where it's like uh and I know I'm not most people in this situation, but I'd be like, yeah, of course I'd pay 30 bucks to see Black Widow. I'd make a video out of it and make my money back that way, and I could write it off on my taxes That's as a true. business expense later. That's true, yeah. <laughs> Which, again, everyone's not me. This isn't their job. This is your entertainment. It's like, well, I could take that 30 bucks and I could buy, like, a bucket of chicken or something, <laughs> and I would have just as much fun with the <laughs> bucket of chicken. 
<laughs> someone in the chat saying Joel's golden locks are distracting me from the news. Well, I'm glad you noticed that and also that I'm wearing an Aquaman shirt because this is the only time that I could get away with this and have it all make sense. <laughs> I am a Joel Atlantean of the sea. Come to tell you the comic book news of my people. <laughs> uh, I think another reason, too that uh, this has been such a big bone of contention for these studios who are sitting on these new movies and everything. Obviously, uh, Christopher Nolan and Tenet is another one that gets involved in this conversation that is like, look, you know, any movie that we come out with now during all this, if, say, by November the theaters can open up again, you don't want to be the studio or the creator walking around with the stigma around your movie to mm -hmm. be like, ooh, we, we thought this was good enough that we could release it now, or ooh, we didn't really trust it enough, so we put it out to video on demand, you know? Yeah, yeah. It, yeah, they, they seem to be set on, like, Tenant being, like, the first big one. Like no. yeah, and, and and rightly so. It's a Christopher Nolan film. It's gonna probably do well, but yeah, the thing is, I, I don't know if it will do well because again, theaters like in a lot of states at least are like been mandated to stay closed, yeah. and yeah, that's gonna limit how many people see it. It's gonna affect the box office as well. Mm -hmm. It's very strange, and I feel too like maybe the reason Tenant is in its own special little thing is because Nolan is this high-in-demand auteur director who can be like, hey, release it how I want, or you're not getting my next one. Yeah, release it in Fortnite. Yeah, release it fucking Fortnite. Where Disney, obviously, they're a little bit more corporate and a little more like, look, we got to make some money on this at some point and better make some money than no money. Yeah, and, and that, that as well, like, Mulan is coming to theaters as well. Like, they're releasing it on VOD, but they're also going to release it in a short run in theaters, like, where they can. And I, th right. I think that's what, like, like if the, the, this pandemic has told me one thing, and it's that theater owners are like petulant children. Oh, yeah, they really <laughs> that, are. Like, did you see that video of that one guy smashing up the moon? Oh, I did. Like, I'm like, you, you're going to be getting the film. It's just not coming there first. And really, like, it's not anyone's fault that there's this virus. Like, people yeah. don't want to go to a place where they have to be in an enclosed space with other people, you know? <laughs> Yeah, maybe maybe have a little restraint, maybe have a little maturity, but no, I I need to smash a thing and film myself smashing a thing because I'm a big tough hero, man. No, you're not. You're a child having a temper tantrum. And not only that, like the movie theaters, like they don't own these films. It's these studios no. that own the films, and if if they decide they want to put it out on VOD, it's their prerogative. They can do that. I mean, obviously your problem is with the studios, but the fact is you guys have been getting a raw deal forever you make yeah. your money on concession and nothing else and people do prefer to stay home because sometimes the floors are sticky and because other people <laughs> suck and babies cry and the theater isn't as nice an experience as it once was no yeah and again as this uh quarantine has showed us there's nothing stopping these companies from just putting their new movies out and you know what is a theatrical experience and what isn't you mm. know is like really fucking hotly up for debate and i know if i owned a chain of movie theaters i'd probably be worried too that by the time this is all said and done i wouldn't have a job anymore but still yeah yeah a lot of people aren't going to be having jobs you know it's not just the movie theaters <laughs> yeah ask uh, ask your local comic book shop owner yeah yeah about how rough that is and yes i know suffering isn't a contest and that it's bad for everybody but still it's just like come on you can you can practice a little restraint please yeah. and if anything it showed us just how like fragile that movie industry is because it was like like only like weeks after everything started that they're like oh we're we're uh, kind of suffering here kind of suffering 
like very quickly they yeah. were suffering where it's like wow apparently this whole industry was built on a fucking house of cards yeah assembled like week on to a... week things <laughs> yeah really you're like you guys were really living uh hand to mouth for this long how you just <laughs> yeah. never thought movies would stop no which in fairness is exactly how the comic industry was too there it's like yeah we've been living hand to mouth we just assumed that comics would come out every week rain or shine mm -hmm. and then they didn't for two months no and that was a fuck of a thing. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, there's, you know, your Black Widow update again. They still got till November. They still got some time to figure this out if they figure it out. But uh, if it was to come out, I definitely see it. And, yeah, maybe Matt has the right idea. Maybe maybe invite some people over, which my country can do now because we're <laughs> at stage three unlock. I think you could have meetings of like five people now, which you never could before. Oh, five people. <laughs> I know. If only I, I knew five people. <laughs> I know. I do, but they're all on the internet. <laughs> I'd, I'd have to Zoom call you all in and be like, hey, guys, this is fun, right? <laughs> I live a fulfilling life. <laughs> I'll invite some of the old people from the building. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just put a sign on my door, free wings. Oh man, speaking of my building, this is some hilarious shit. So we normally have a fire drill every first Friday of the month. Mm -hmm. And uh, this uh, month there was one like at the end of the month uh, during like just on a random Wednesday. And it's like, oh, well, that's where the fire alarm's going off. Now there was no smoke and we didn't smell any fire. Turns out lightning had like hit the building and had set off the fire alarm. Oh Jesus. There, there was no problem. But again, we're all just sitting down there. It was raining too, so it's me and like 30 old people sitting in like the, uh, what you call it, the stairwell, because no one wants to go outside and get wet. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and we're all just sitting there with our masks on, like, that's weird, that's weird. Hey, did you hear that thunder? Yeah, I heard that thunder. That's definitely weird. And then like two weeks later, we got a letter in the mail from like uh, the corporation that owns the buildings. They own a bunch of buildings. And they're like, hey, so there was a fire alarm and no one went outside and did the things they were supposed to do. And uh, we're very disappointed in everyone for how they acted <laughs> during this possible fire situation. And then they put some more shit in there that was weird where it's like, look, uh, for future reference, go to your zone, even if it is raining and you don't want to get wet. And also don't uh, don't open the uh, what is it? The uh, hallway door after they you know shut because that's what they're supposed to do for safety things and don't uh, mm -hmm. don't go running up and down the halls looking for uh what is it for the source of the fire and i'm like which one of these old people did that <laughs> i found out later apparently uh what is it one of the uh, well i say kid even though he's like closer to my age he's in his 20s i guess he has like some sort of autism or something i guess he's staying with his grandparents during all of this mm -hmm. and he like really took it upon himself like he was a fireman and he was, <laughs> he's gonna he was find gonna that fire <laughs> He was going to find that fire, and he was running up and down. And his poor grandparents are in Walker, so they can't stop him. <laughs> and they're all crammed in the stairwell with us. And, like, I, I think back to that, now. I'm like, why why did no one stop him? That that could actually have been a fire. You're, you're not looking at me to stop him, right? Because, like, I, I can't catch him either. <laughs> it's like, catch the greased-up deaf guy. But I love that the building company had to put that in the letter. <laughs> No, we're not naming names, but you fucking know who you are. <laughs> Funny as goddamn uh. thing. <laughs> so, you know, these these are the people who can come and watch Black Widow with me, is what I'm saying. <laughs> 
here's here's just hoping. Or you know what? I should I should pull the fire alarm, and then when we all go to the uh, stairwell, hey everyone, I brought a movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bring out like a little laptop. It's like, hey, you ever watch Black Widow? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I like this one. <laughs> She's a Russian spy. I was a Russian spy too back in the I mean, but, what? <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I didn't say that. Jesus, Gladys, we're learning a lot about you today. Aren't we? <laughs> oh, that's that David Harbor fella. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't he in the weirder things now? Stranger things, glad as I am. Uh... <laughs> that had Russians in it too. <laughs> yeah, it did. What's up with that? Dude got typecast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Taskmaster was actually the sister. Fucking called it. <laughs> Apparently, these old people uh, also love posting on Twitter about all their Marvel theories. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so Black Widow news, everyone. There's still time, but we'll see. Yeah, if it doesn't come out, they'll have to push it back, which means that, again, they'll have to push back uh, Eternals. It comes yeah, out in February. And then, and then they really start getting in trouble, too, because, like, all these movies, you know, have a certain sort of continuity and a rhythm, and you can't just start taking them in and out, because then it's like, well, is this going to hurt those TV shows you've been sitting on that can't finish? Are you going to reveal something you're not supposed to, or is, like, One Piece not going to be in place yet? Mm-hmm. That's where they start getting in trouble. This this is the real downfall of having an interconnected universe, and it hasn't been a problem until right now, until like a major, uh, major fucking pandemic. Yeah, yeah, and, it, and that, that that is something to say about the whole Marvel Cinematic Universe that it took a pandemic to maybe start to start sh- start to like fucking it up. Yeah, to, <laughs> like uh, was something out of anyone's control. <laughs> Yeah, to put a wrench in this massive fucking entertainment machine. It just took the end of the world. Yeah. The fall of Western civilization. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so there's that one for you, everyone. Now, what else do we got going on here in the world of news? Uh, oh, hey, so apparently there's going to be a new Batman event spinning out of Detective Comics number 1027, which they're uh, heralding as the 1000th appearance of batman in comic form even though people are like uh that doesn't actually quite track but all right yeah that doesn't quite track especially when you've had an, uh, an issue a thousand and like what you what you're counting doesn't mm-hmm. like make sense because they did it as well with like like uh goddamn action comics and yeah. wonder woman and all that sort of stuff they counted all these books that don't technically count <laughs> feels feels like you guys rushed it because you wanted a big 1000th mm-hmm. issue to talk about yep. and now that you're actually getting to a thousand appearances you want another excuse to have another big anthology issue mm-hmm. and now you got to start making shit up yep yep <laughs> but yeah this will be part of detective comics number 1027 uh, they're making a big deal about this one where it's like, ooh, you know, who killed the most corrupted uh, cop in Gotham? And like, ooh, what new piece of Wayne Enterprises technology will kick off the new event? The answer is, uh, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Re- buy and, the book and find out and buy all the clearly. buy all the variants and yeah. punchline and variant. The, and <laughs> Oh, yeah, it's going to be worth a lot of money. And as the chat says, wait, can we not finish one Batman event before we start talking about the next one? The answer is no. No, we can't. <laughs> well insane that as well joker war finishes in like two issues so it does yeah thank god they're keeping them short i i like this new thing of keeping events short mm-hmm. yeah and as the chat saying wait isn't this only a month away yeah i guess it is <laughs> oops <laughs> here's the thing too 
And again, I can neither confirm nor deny this and also excuse me for burping in the mic there. My hands were busy at the moment. Uh, someone says, you know, will this possibly be some of the 5G stuff they had sitting around? Is this them retooling it and saying like, oh, it's an event because we wrote it to be a big story anyway. So, yeah, yeah. Is this their way to kind of work it in there? Because it's Probably. like from what I understand, because it's like from what we understand, 5G was ready to go before they just pulled the fucking plug on it and it's like well they got to put that stuff somewhere instead of just putting it in the vault again yeah they're probably repurposing a lot of it and like trying to like shift parts of it into where it might fit within the current continuity and again as we when we talked about it like they could easily at the end of death metal just reshape generations into something new that spins out of death metal right which is definitely the way i'm seeing it go mm -hmm. absolutely yeah and that's what they're gonna do with it so yeah more more batman stuff on the horizon everyone this 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 ship don't stop it keeps uh keep on coming mm -hmm. batman start coming and he don't stop coming <laughs> that's that's gonna be the new twist everyone the lead singer of smash mouth will be the new batman yeah he's, he's replacing robert patterson <laughs> <laughs> i mean that would be the most 2020 thing to happen right <laughs> yeah and suddenly limp biscuit is robin <laughs> <laughs> hey Batman, we friend, gotta keep rolling. Roll. <laughs> gotta keep rolling, rolling, rolling. You know what time it is. Yeah, time for justice. <laughs> Man, I would love that where it's like, yeah, we're making a new Batman movie. It's so great, but it's like really guarded. But in reality, they're actively trying to make the worst, most tone deaf superhero movie ever. So like yeah. they do get Fred Durst and the Smash Mouth guy, and they do try and make like the producers of superhero movies where it's just the worst. <laughs> yeah, they're just trying to tank the brand just to see what would like nowadays tank this the batman brand it's like oh if you made two billion dollars what the fuck <laughs> yeah absolutely because that's always the thing where it's like you know uh the superhero bubble burst you know much like the western bubble of its day which the answer i always give where it's like look if the bubble was going to burst it would have burst by now and it hasn't mm-hmm so I think it's just going to keep on going. But that being said, if we did have, uh, what is it, Smash Mouth Guy and Fred Durst in a new Batman, as they are now, <laughs> then I think that might just kill yeah. it. Oh, and, no, uh, Chad Kroger is the Joker. <laughs> How did I get these guys? I'm telling you on a And again, like like move, like early like superhero movies, they'd have like a soundtrack where they all like like collaborate on like some song. Like you have oh, you have like Spider Man had like the the Nickelback Hero song and all that sort of, of stuff. And with the brand new song, we got Lil Nas X <laughs> with the Batman Road. I wanna take my something to the old Batman Road. It's just a remix. That's all it is. <laughs> I like Lil Nas X because he genuinely seems to just be fucking with people. Oh, yeah. His Twitter is amazing. <laughs> it, re it really is. Like, never did I think, man, who's your favorite artist of this era? Oh, well, Lil Nas X, obviously, whose name is just a combination of all the popular rap names. Lil, the rapper Nas, and X from DMX. I just put them <laughs> together. He's the fucking composite Superman of rappers. <laughs> uh, man. You see, that's when it all went wrong, really. Uh, Old Town Road, when we let Billy Ray Cyrus have another hit in a modern era. That's That was the beginning of the end. <laughs> People say it was when that baseball team won, too, and that's where we broke off. 
from the real reality and yeah. now we're in the dark alternate reality it's the end game rules that was the dividing thing and we made a branch in in the that's timeline. what happened <laughs> and we're all just living in the branch now that's the problem yeah some people say too it was trolls 2 when trolls 2 came out that's when we entered the darkest timeline the the well, last movie ever well we just entered a new timeline where doolittle is now the the top film of 2020 thanks to china <laughs> i love that the academy awards are like look guys we we really have to keep pushing the awards <laughs> this year because if not we either have to give all the awards to netflix which we don't want to do because we shat on netflix for years and years and we yeah. look like or giant sonic or, or sonic or bad boys will win everything <laughs> yeah or we got to give the awards to sonic which at that point we'd give the awards and then all the old judges in the back would just shoot themselves <laughs> that's how it would end with a giant uh what is it freaking ritualistic suicide <laughs> oh and cats yeah cats was also in theaters at this point oh yeah that came and went boy did it it was crazy there for a bit couldn't get away from it <laughs> just couldn't you know i didn't even hate watch that movie i thought like i should hate watch this and then i'm like nah i got better things to do yeah, it's pretty bad it's pretty bad like, like sit at the wall and like <laughs> i like musicals <laughs> Like, I'm not too big for musicals. I have a vast knowledge of musicals, even, like, the weird fringe ones, like Repo the Genetic Opera I quite enjoy, mm -hmm. uh, Anna and the Apocalypse, that weird Scottish zombie Christmas musical. Yeah, that's great. You know what's great about that movie? Not just that the director followed me on Twitter because I said a nice thing about his movie, but the fact that for, like, the first, like, 15, 20 minutes – it plays exactly like a shitty made-for-TV teen Christmas movie to where you almost believe it is mm -hmm. like one of those movies. And, and then, then, it, boom, then it just switches and it's like, oh, fuck. Then, yeah, then fucking boom zombie. Because like, I'm sitting there and I'm watching and I'm like, wow, this is really fucking bad. And I'm like, no, it's purposely really fucking bad because those movies are really bad. Mm -hmm. But wait till the zombies get here and flip <laughs> everything up. <laughs> Because like they're even like even the choreography is like straight up high school musical and I'm like oh yeah, this yeah. is bullshit then I'm like oh no wait this is awesome and by the end it really is <laughs> so hey everyone if uh, we're gonna keep doing this virus thing into Christmas watch that movie <laughs> yeah it's Scottish and zombies and Christmas three of my favorite things all together <laughs> oh yeah see the chat is going nuts yeah clearly some of you have not heard of Anne and the Apocalypse yeah. so go go check that shit out. <laughs> apparently it had toured for a long time at film festivals before it actually came somewhere where people could watch it i i heard stories about it before i actually got to see it yeah yeah oh yeah it was like a real uh film festival contender until it actually became a thing cool and uh and speaking of things that are things uh comics we read this week which we can now officially talk about yeah what, uh, where would you like to start, Matt, as I always like to ask you, my faithful co-host in crime? Ooh, we, we had, we had a, quite a few big books this week, and I guess we'll start with Deceased, Dead Planet, issue two. Yeah, yeah, that's right. This, uh, this issue was cool because it's basically an entire issue where we get to, uh, hook on back up with, uh, the Unkillables, or the cast of the Unkillables book. Yeah, yeah, who have kind of been, uh, assimilated into, uh, Shadow Pact, which, for all intents and purposes, is just Justice League Dark. Like, it's literally the same, yeah. like, roster as current Justice League Dark. We just didn't call it that back in the day, but also, hey, we got, uh, what is it, uh, Bobo with the Nightmaster sword, and hey, we got <laughs> Ragman here, because Ragman never gets to do much, but come on, he's Ragman. Yeah, he's Blue cool. Devil... <laughs> 
Blue Devil gets to do stuff. And again, Blue Devil factored really heavily into Justice League Dark there for an arc. <laughs> but yeah, they're super cool. Red Hood is cool, which I never thought I'd say. Constantine is great. Yep, Constantine's great. Uh, yeah, all the characters there are really great. I like that we got a got a reunion between like the people who'd been left on Earth and like yeah, uh, the Earth yeah. Two people. They uh, they take it really easy getting abandoned for as long as they did. Like, <laughs> I have a yeah, feeling that's probably going to come up a little bit later. Although they probably realize that like, look, you did the right thing. You got all the people to safety. You know, where we survived. <laughs> it's. It's because they're superheroes and because they're not petty. That really helps. <laughs> yeah. It helps that they're not petty. And, uh, man, again, Taylor writes a hell of a Jason where it's like, you know, Bruce made a lot of bad decisions, but making you Damien into Batman was not one of them. And they hug, and it's very sweet. Yeah, he makes me care uh, for, for for Jason for, for once. Like, I, I really don't give a shit about Jason Todd, but this one I do. Also, giving Damien a little bit of a romance with Wonder Girl, now Wonder Woman. Did, did that happen in one of the digital books, and did I miss that? That feels like that came out of nowhere. Yeah, no, it it wasn't hinted at in any, in like, it hasn't been shown in uh, uh, Hope at World's End, or it wasn't in Inkillables, or at the end of the original Deceased. So yeah, I imagine that might be something that's coming up. It might be like hints at it thrown, or this was like kind of the first. Yeah. Because I thought that that was my only real issue with it, where I'm like, "Oh, that's fucking weird." Yeah, I, I like that that pit pairing up as though, because they're both like sort of successors to their parents, eh. and it kind of makes sense that they sort of get together. And and I guess uh, Tim is dead. Yeah. Because like I always thought like Tim and Cassandra were more of a mm-hmm. thing, but it's like, well, he's dead, so yeah. <laughs> so next best thing. <laughs> got me, got me a Robin one way or another. <laughs> uh yeah what else was uh going on in this issue Ooh, swamp thing says a swear a big swear <laughs> which is so funny because yeah swamp thing never swears so when he does literally everyone stops everyone stops like, okay this is serious <laughs> yeah wow he he done did the big swear uh oh uh roy came back and i was so super stoked for a minute because i'm like oh hell yeah roy's back he can be the new green arrow now because we just lost ollie you know this will be a story about him coming back and you know uh, taking up the mantle and you know dealing with his complicated feelings about ollie his father figure and fire from fire and ice fucking killed him <laughs> yeah fucking cooks him alive before he even realized that like but he never even knew like oliver was back or turned or no. never even just like cooks him and it's like the most unheroic death either he's just standing there like oh what's that <laughs> just it's, cooked it's, <laughs> it's the most roy thing ever is what it is i love it i love that he's like like become this punching bag of the dc universe for the fucking universe really like god like if he became the villain of the next event i'd be like yeah yeah because everyone was mean to me (laughs) and i'm gonna attack and dethrone god and change my history (laughs) see see again all that wally stuff was wrong and stupid about him wanting to change the past and make himself happy it should have been roy because roy has good reason to be (laughs) They killed my daughter and made me wear a trucker cap and made me stupid when I wasn't. <laughs> that's the that's the real story there. Also, too, I gotta imagine somewhere Connor Hawks like, hey, it's my time. <laughs> <laughs> if he's not dead. <laughs> if he's not dead. Same with Emiko. If she's not dead, <laughs> she can she can take it up. Uh, also, apparently, there's another garden out there, another last bastion of uh, society, but this one is very clearly evil, and in Australia. Yeah, of course. Yeah, it's Tom Taylor. He writes Australia into every book he does. Love it. 
love yeah. everything about it <laughs> yeah and it's uh surrounded by zombies and a moat of blood but the moat of blood isn't a moat of blood it's it's fucking plastic man <laughs> that's so fucking creative that the fire melted him turned him into liquid and he's more dangerous as liquid yeah oh he is he like kills like all of shadow pact <laughs> in one go and it's like hey did you think uh in case you forgot this is a zombie story where anyone can die at any moment some people were mad at that and i'm like come on man it's yeah. three three parts into this zombie epic did you really think they were all getting out of it yeah yeah they they absolutely were and they, yeah they should know by now that tom taylor loves killing all these like fan favorite characters also too where they're like oh you know this is just shock for shock's sake no this is the book this is the world that we've done <laughs> And if you wanted happy endings for these characters, you got it in Unkillables, and you got it in Deceased 1. Yeah, yeah, if you want to finish there, then finish there. Don't read this new series. It's just going to, like, hurt you even more. Again, post-apocalyptic fiction, it only gets worse. It never gets better. <laughs> That's why you have guys like Mad Max who never get connected to anything because it always goes bad for them. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's a hell of a thing. But, uh, yeah, Deceased was cool. Yeah, I really enjoyed it yeah good shit can't uh, can't wait to see where it goes next are they still coming out with hopes at world's end or is that done i know i no. missed the last issue i think yeah they still do the, the last issue i read that one it was like a filler issue it was like between just before like the big war of anti the the, the anti-life war where, uh, the air and uh wink go and look for like wonder woman to help him against black adam it was very like um fillery right Man, we went from having no comics and I was so hyped to have everything to now we have like too many comics uh, and I couldn't read I couldn't read that and I couldn't read the other big Tom Taylor book that came out this week. Surprise. Yeah, well, yeah, I read all three of those Injustice Year Zero books. Yeah, not only did Injustice Three, Injustice Zero come out, but there was three piping hot issues of them. How were yeah. they, Matt? They were great, but people seemed to think that I was just late at getting these up and they thought that this was like a book that came out years ago. <laughs> Ah, <laughs> but wow. yeah, no, no, it's good. It's uh, obviously dealing with the JSA. Um, it's set before all the stuff that happened in Injustice happened. Um, it's the first issue is the heroes sort of the Justice League sort of honoring the JSA uh, for all they've done. Batman gets into a fight with Wildcat just because it's fun, and yeah. Wildcat beats the shit out of him. And it's it is a really cool part because Flash is watching it and he watches Batman get like knocked out, and he mm -hmm. and he stops time and goes to get Jay Garrick and they sit there and watching eating popcorn watching Batman in slow motion get knocked <laughs> out. Uh, second it. second issue kind of like follows um this guy called Andre who's like broken out of prison thanks to Joker because he's he's dying and he wants. He wants to look for the power of a god and uh joker sort of breaks him out of prison and he takes him to see his his grandson who doesn't want anything to do with him and i love the old man's like like you can't do anything to me joker I've, i'm like dying i'm 86 years old like mm -hmm. you i you have nothing against me and joker just turns the van around and goes back to his son's place and just starts cutting fingers off his son oh jesus <laughs> Yeah, it's pretty brutal. And yeah, Joker ends up wanting what this man wants, which we learn in the third issue is the Amulet of Apophis, which oh. is a thing that Carter Hall and Shaira were digging up in Egypt uh, during World War II. Ooh. And we learn that Shaira touches this thing and it like possesses her and turns her into some like big armored monster that uh, Hawkman has to fight and they end up fighting... Uh, for so far they fall into the middle of a battle of world war ii a big major battle 
So uh-huh. while they're fighting, they're fighting also the Germans who are attacking them. Now, didn't we also say, hey, what's the one thing they haven't done here yet? Time travel. So, yes, they're doing time travel. No, 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 no. This is this 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 issue takes place in the 40s. Oh, so yeah. Oh, so like the actual World War Two is happening. Yeah. At yeah. That time. Oh, holy shit. Yeah. Yeah. Because um, the Andre guy is like telling this story to to um, uh, Joker about the, the amulet because right. the amulet is apparently the thing that also killed Hitler. Oh, shit. Um. Yeah, so the amulet we find out is a like the user can can use it to control people, and uh, it falls into the hands after Carter Hall dies. It falls into the hands of a German officer, who uses it to get like medical help for himself and kind of get out of the war. And we learn from Andre that this guy was going to go on to kill millions and possibly even more. Hmm. So I think they're setting up like who the villain is for this arc interesting setup and also very yeah. different from the other injustices oh yeah it's it, it's weird because it's tech it's just like the normal dc universe at the moment like there isn't that yeah. thing that's changed it there's nothing special about it yeah. yeah not yet anyway it's true it could always change there could always be something going on and i mean why i don't think tom taylor's the sort of person who would just call it injustice if it didn't have some sort of major connection yeah yeah well i think like the implication is that like the jsa like kind of go up against superman like because mm-hmm. it, it's, it's set up as like the jsa are, are all dead by the time the, the first year of injustice happened so right there is something that that happened that maybe might lead to what happened in injustice right right maybe maybe this is how joker gets the idea yeah yeah i think that's what they because they obviously yeah joke is involved in this so yeah yeah, this is uh, we. By the time this is all done, we see the spark of inspiration. Him mm-hmm. like, oh, I should make Superman go crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because yeah, even Superman's talking about like maybe having a family with Lois and all this sort of stuff. Hmm. Interesting. Could be cool. Yeah. Uh, what else did we have going on this week? Uh, oh, we had Empire number four because a new issue of Empire comes out every week now. Yeah, yeah, we're cool. we're fucking flying through this event. We really we're flying through it so fast, and I was like, "Wait, is there stuff I'm missing? Should I like really be reading the tie-ins here?" <laughs> well, the tie-ins I've read so far are kind of like filling in, like again, what we said, all the action. Whereas yeah, this main actions. book is all like the political sort of behind-the-scenes stuff. Yeah, it's it's all it's all heavy story. This mm-hmm. this issue especially was kind of cool because it really ties into this whole theme of leadership, and we mm-hmm. see many different leaders on many different fronts. You know, we see. Uh, hulkling and all the people on the kree scroll ship being like oh should we use the pyre even if we do so uh it could stop the kotati and save the universe but we'd kill all of earth and the earthlings are like oh yeah that's not gonna happen and you got clerk being there being like oh motherfuckers you didn't save my planet when galactus ate it you said that was for the greater good you fucking hypocrites yeah i like that like hulkling is obviously the empress who's just yes. uh what are you calling it because they use the hammer and the hammer didn't pick her up when she was tanalith and all that sort of stuff so they're sitting up all these little things yeah that was a nice like way like al ewing is great at this the mechanics of it where it's like look so we need to replace hulkling but we need to explain why the avengers don't know he's been replaced oh okay we'll set up giving carol the hammer and the hammer's clearly been tampered with yeah yeah tampered with to like make sure the empress isn't revealed and everything it makes every make sure everything else is right and even like like you also have the added factor of of captain glory knows and he's like kind of like like pushing them in that direction to like no use the hammer use the you know that sort of stuff 
the uh, the tragedy of it too is we actually get to check back on in with Wiccan, who's been helping everyone on Earth fight back the Kotadi, and he has no idea what's going on. So it's like really sad when they have to tell him. I like when they tell him and they he like sees Sue's mind and he's like he immediately knows like, hey, that's not Teddy. That's not Teddy. Yeah. Yeah, that was very nice. And hey, here's some wedding pictures that you didn't know about. I'm like, oh, that's cool. <laughs> Yeah, that was a nice one. Uh, what else was going on there? Oh, Tony a lost, lost in a drift yet again with no one left to lead, and so he's building armors. Yeah, building Fantastic Four armors. And again, they referenced the fucking Thor book that got cancelled, which makes me think, why'd you fucking cancel that one if you're just going to keep mentioning it? Like, clearly, I think what's going to happen now is Thor has to ride in at the 11th hour. It's like, hey, I got a thing. Yeah, but and, and then everyone's going to go, well, what was that thing? <laughs> What was the story? I really wish there was a book that told us what it was. I mean, I guess it mustn't have been that important if they were willing to cancel that. And similarly, cancel the Black Panther one. He was supposed to have two. He was supposed to have an Agents of Wakanda one and one on his own. Because we get a whole thing here where it's like, oh, and Black Panther led a whole army into battle, but it was really just a smokescreen. So Mantis and the Invisible Woman could get next to Sequoia one last time to, you know, try and ask him what's what. Yeah, try and convince him what's what. But yeah, he's he's too far gone. <laughs> he's he's drinking that haterade. He's drinking yeah. that swordsman haterade super hard. Mm-hmm. Also, Mantis, not a great parent, too. She literally shows up after years being away. Hey, are you are you winning, son? <laughs> It's yes, just committing mom, murder and genocide. Yes, mom, I'm winning. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> and uh, they also really stress to this issue just the hopelessness of the situation where it's like, look, you know, we could stop the Kotati, but the Korean Skrull will probably use the pyre on us anyway just because. Yeah, yeah. Who is it? It's uh, Reed who says, like, yeah. There would be like scrolls and Kree who, who benefit from Earth's destruction. So either way, they're going to use it it's the ultimate damned if you do damned if you don't situation and i'm like oh that kind of sucks and then where it's like well this possibly can't get any worse then they twist the knife and then again totally called this uh she hulk turns out to actually be a sleeper agent see see, thing is like like that's such an obvious thing and i never once thought about it i was like oh yeah why 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 isn't this like why did i not think of that that's so good the second in the Avengers book, she walked away and she's like, oh, they've taught me some new Kotati meditation techniques and they've given me a hammer. I'm like, she's compromised. That, that's what I, that, like, looking back at it, I'm like, how did I not pick up on this? And it makes sense. No one would suspect her because she's green already. Because she's already green. That's so, that's so fucking Al Ewing. <laughs> and that's so genius to be like, yeah, you know, we can resurrect dead bodies as, you know, like plant servants. And you couldn't tell because she's already green. And also... She was probably already dead, and I think Ewing will explain that more in his Immortal mm-hmm. She-Hulk one-shot, because it's like, yeah, she died during Civil War too, didn't she? And she's just been walking around, as all the Hulks have now, as undead kind of corpses. And here's another thing. People got so upset with that in the comment section of my video, and I had to explain it to them, and I'm like, you you motherfuckers aren't reading Immortal Hulk, are you? <laughs> no, of course not. You're, you're missing out on one of the best stories on the shelf right now, and also you're missing out on why this twist is actually brilliant. Yeah, yeah, it it, it explains, like, so much about her. It's so much yeah. so much about the stuff that people hate about her as well at the moment. I'm surprised about it, too, because it basically means that Al Ewing got to essentially checkmark uh, 
Jason Aaron and with what he was trying to do. Where it's like, no, she did this because she absorbed like celestial energy and da 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 da. Only for Al Ewing to be like, no, she's been dead since Civil War Two. Give me, give me the reins of this. <laughs> well, again, like it, it probably feeds into that where it's like she was able to like absorb celestial energy because she was dead or something like there was nothing inside her to hold her back or anything you can like kind of work it so it all fits again that uh that one shot that they're going to be doing uh immortal she hulk is definitely going to be a must read for sure absolutely yeah no uh, no doubt about it i'm super excited for that one uh what else did we have this week that you want to talk about matt uh we had uh legends of the dark knights from death metal uh, Matt, I do believe you mean the full title is Dark Knight's Death Metal Legends of the Dark Knight number one, because, you know, that's not a fucking mouthful enough. <laughs> yeah, it, it's shocking. These these books just keep getting longer and longer titles. I, I truly, I got mad. I hated having to write that all out multiple times in both my video and in writing about it. I'm like, this is too long. They should really have cut this in half. I just called it Death Metal Legends of the Dark Knights. <laughs> sure enough but again in the back of my mind i'm like oh i don't want to hurt searchability <laughs> but yeah so this this is another big anthology story as we had with the original uh dark knights metal as we've had for every major event here's a bunch of short stories to help fill in the blanks and they were all great except for the t-rex one which was just a fucking tack on and didn't need to be on there at all yeah that was a one pager that felt like a middle finger to uh what is it to ls to being like look we would have liked to have given you a longer story but unfortunately this guy turned out to be a sex pervert so here's one page yeah so here's one page written by uh marguerite bennett (laughs) who is very good and i'm like well why didn't you let marguerite bennett write a full story and then i'm like oh because you probably had the whole book done and you yeah that's exactly they had it out to print and they just had to like give her a page (laughs) yeah give give someone in there but uh so yeah so the first story is all about dr batman hatton which again I think Bat-Hatton is a much more clever name, but they're like, no, but it already has Batman in it. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, but it's, it's stupid. <laughs> Bat-Hatton yeah. is better. We came up with that. <laughs> yeah, and you know what? And I think maybe that's part of it too. Bat-Hatton is better because it's clever, but the point of it is it's schlock, as we keep saying. It's supposed to be stupid. Yeah. Batman-Hatton yeah. is the dumber, sillier name, which means that's why it fits the story better. Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> That's why they picked it. If he if he wanted something cool and clever, or Snyder would have gone with something cool and clever. He's actively trying to write schlock. Yeah, which which is great, great because that that's what this story was. It was schlock. <laughs> it was all of these stories were different kinds of schlock, and I think if there was any illusion in anyone else's mind that death metal is supposed to be a fucking comedy, this will remove all of it because <laughs> these stories are all purposely bug nuts ridiculous yeah and it all it makes sense as well they're in the dark multiverse which is the twisted uh like wild multiverse of like the the inverse of the main multiverse yeah it's it's the wrong universe and so yeah the first one is all about batman hat though not really it's mostly about batman who laughs self-aggrandizing and telling us his origin story all over again <laughs> yeah I, I and i like it that it's done in a way that's like it's like look you know this but we're going to tell it anyway because this character is still very popular 
Yeah, like literally the first half of that story is just him jerking himself off and being like, oh, and I was the coolest fucking Batman on my earth, and then I got Joker poison. But because I'm still Batman, I always win no matter what, but I'm evil, whoopity-doo. And I I overthrew uh, Barbados, and I was going to overthrow Perpetua, but I need more crisis energy to do it. Luckily, I stashed away a Batman who got all obsessed with the button and recreated John Osterman's experiment and turned himself into Dr. Manhattan, but then I gave him a laser lobotomy. I just snuck up on him and did it. <laughs> yeah, with his special multiverse knife that just somehow worked. I, I guess uh, I guess the, the idea is that it was in that moment just between before he became Dr. Manhattan, because after he did it, he kind of turned blue. Yeah, and he also kept his hair. I like a Generation West. is like, really, he becomes Dr. Manhattan and keeps his hair. Talk about bat privilege. <laughs> yeah, but he, of course he kept his hair. as bat kept hair. His- <laughs> bad hair never goes away Mm -hmm. and then it's like and i knew wonder woman would kill me because i'm the batman who laughs and i'm so fucking good and i know everything wackity schmackity and now i'm the darkest knight and i'm gonna recreate the whole universe as a universe that laughs i i do like for some reason people thought this was like scott snow's final thesis on batman it's like no it's the final thesis on his batman who laughs and that's the part where uh he realizes that like batman's reactionary and like he's a reaction to the bullet but this time he wants to become the bullet yes i will turn earths into bullets and shoot them at gods which is the most fucking edgy teen boy thing i've ever heard yeah it's fucking great it's fucking great (laughs) again very very silly and i think many people miss that point that these are supposed to be silly and again in the same book where it's like batman turns himself into a monster truck and batman turns himself into a t-rex and a baby oh my god the baby one from garth ennis is sheer perfection again if you didn't know this was all a joke then you really need to read this one again it's like i'm batman i plan for everything i've got a younger body oh no i turned myself into a baby i can't lift my the baby falls down the stairs (laughs) and and it's too weak to lift its head so all it can do is writhe there and cry (laughs) what a what a fucking garth ennis story that is can you tell this guy maybe doesn't believe in heroes and that he's the perfect one to do this I could just imagine him with his Irish brogue and my Batman's a little, oh no, that's my Scott, uh, what is it, my uh, Grant Morrison, Grant Morrison. <laughs> that's my Morrison, that one's not right, just him being Irish there, being like, and my Batman, he's a little baby, who's too weak to raise his fucking head and he dies in his own shite, <laughs> watch the boys, season two coming soon. <laughs> The joke is Garth Ennis is not like a big like seller yeah. and self promoter. He's not even on social media. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's a it's a pure comedy. It's pure ridiculousness. That uh, what is it? The whole Robin King one, equally <laughs> ridiculous. Where oh, it's yeah. like, oh, what's what's the most evil Robin, Matt? What could the most evil Robin possibly be? Oh, it it it'll be Bruce Wayne who microwaves cats and pushes people off ladders. <laughs> yeah. Uh, a one who's basically like fucking Damien from the Omen. He's, he's, yeah. he's, which again, talk about bat privilege. The most evil Robin is actually just a little Batman who hasn't grown up yet. <laughs> also, even Jim Gordon in that universe was an asshole. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Everyone was an asshole in that universe. Also, wait, you were the Robin King before you even became Batman? Really? <laughs> mm, yeah. which again it's like you don't have to ask that question because it's all fucking jokes yeah it's all like yeah jokes and schlock and everything it's just having fun which is what this event whole event is is just fucking having fun with these characters 
Yeah. It's, uh, again, a lot of it. And some people don't get it, and some people don't like it, and I can't blame you, because they didn't sell it as a comedy. You had no. to discover it was a comedy, which, in fact, I think is part of the joke. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I think them selling it, like, so seriously is part of the joke. Absolutely. Because comedy is something he hasn't done yet, and to be like, yeah, death metal, the ultimate culmination of my story. It's going to be death and metal and everything, and now nah, it's fucking silly. And comedy. it kind of makes sense as well, since they got... I'm not sure which one he's doing, but don't they have, like, Chip Zdarsky doing a book as well? I want to say so. I could be wrong. I'm sure I saw his name listed with, like, a bunch of death metal writers. Right, so, yeah, we'll definitely see where that goes. But, yeah, Legends of the Dark Knight, totally silly, because the event is silly, and that's what it's supposed to be. <laughs> It's it's literally laughing at itself. It's, yeah. You, you can't you can't make fun of it because it's already making fun of itself. <laughs> this event has a big red nose on, and it knows it. <laughs> uh, all right. What else did we have this week? Uh, ooh, we had the second part of uh, Empire X Men, which I actually caught up on and actually read. Yeah, it was great, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it's a lot of fun. Zombies going on there versus old women versus mutants. Yep. Yeah. It's it's got everything. Friggin' uh, Warren Worthington actually sings a pretty mean Barry Manilow. <laughs> Sweet Caroline, ba ba ba. Yep. Oh, yep. no, sorry. Neil Diamond, not Barry Manilow. I fucked that up in the video, and then I fucked it up again. <laughs> have, have you seen my favorite video, Matt, there? It's uh, Sweet Caroline, but with gun. So instead yeah. of the ba-ba-ba, it's just bang, bang, bang. <laughs> turns into the hardest gangster song ever but uh, yeah not really much to talk about this there's zombies they uh think that maybe if they can get krakoa involved they can maybe poison the roots of the kotati ship yep yep we get we get a mention of like like the old ladies think that that this the kotati are like from the chimera like mm. chimera some, somewhere on like some planet took root on multiple planets yeah which is a clever theory yeah 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 again again they like hickman does so such a good job of like tying it's like doing his own stories with these holder culture stuff and then tying it in with empire and it like works it like makes sense yeah it does most definitely and we get a taste of what x corp could look like but maybe not because maybe that book's not coming out anymore (laughs) he's like here here, here, have a taste have a taste we're not gonna pay it off (laughs) yeah but here you go here's what the team would have looked like more or less (laughs) But yeah, it's fun. Not much more to say than that. It's interesting that, you know, she showed up in issue one, but we haven't seen Scarlet Witch yet. I know there's still two more issues to go, but I hope they just don't forget about her. Yeah, well, see, that, that, that I think might have been something that, like, Hickman was wanting to pay off, like, with his own X-Men stuff. Mm-hmm. And that he used it as, like, a springboard for this Kotati stuff. And maybe we'll get a tease definitely in one of the last two issues. But then that might be something he builds towards going forward in his X-Men stuff. Because that's a pretty right. big thing. Cause, it is kind of like because isn't like Scarlet Witch like seen as like this like like a boogeyman in in like oh, yeah. like culture. Oh yeah, they, they made her the Satan of the world. Yeah, She's yeah. The great mutant pretender, the one who said no and made all the X Men disappear. Which is funny because I know some people are like, oh, you know, her characterization is so wrong. Why is she so hung up on uh, uh what is it, House of M and everything? I'm like, uh, because they rewrote all of mutant history. For all we know, House of M happened last week. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing, and and as well as like, of course, people are gonna be like hung up on all this stuff. Like, it's not just like a little something she did. She like willed like mutants to not exist, and then like uh, sixteen million died. Especially now too, where it's like, oh, all my friends and family are on this island paradise, and I don't get to come because they've literally turned me into the Satan of their new yeah, mythology. I'm a pariah in their eyes. Yeah, so of course I'm gonna do everything I can, even if that means you know dabbling with the dark arts. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
which makes a lot of sense, and I hope we get to see more of her story. Yeah. Funny, too, talk about characters playing double duty when they're like, oh, we need to bring out all the psychics to help fee uh, feed the island to help us win. Celine was on there, and Celine was also still a villain in Captain America this week. <laughs> well, this, oh. that, that's the thing. Like, last week we had... um. Uh, again, it, was, it makes makes this whole event unreadable. Um, uh, we had uh, Wolverine was in X Men issue ten. He's on that on that planet, Sex Planet with the Summers. Yes, that's but right. But he's in yeah. but he's in Fantastic Four as a member of the Fantastic Four. Oh yeah, I didn't catch that. Right? <laughs> I mean, he's Logan. He pulls double duty. He can hang out on Sex Planet for a little bit, and then in the afternoon go to Earth. I think I went on like a whole conspiracy rant in that, being like, "Oh, maybe there's like two Wolverines because they're doing that whole thing in X Force where there's two, might be two copies of each mutant because they can do that now." And this is what Xavier's doing. Look for the pi for, for the the differences people gave Man, frogs that would... and rain and. <laughs> That would be such a Hickman idea, too, to be like, how does Wolverine make it to so many teams? Because that was like a fan joke for the longest time. Mm. Oh, well, we can clone everybody now. Yeah, yeah. You, you want the Age of Apocalypse Wolverine on your team? You got him. Yeah, we can do whatever we want now. It's a fucking thing. <laughs> Man, that would be such a crazy twist. Yeah. You know, I imagine, too, Wolverine, he's like, well, I'm bored on Sex Planet now. I need to go get a six-pack. And when he does, ah, crap, the Kotati are invading. <laughs> Guess I got to go do this now. <laughs> That's how it works. That's how I always view it. Uh, Captain America uh, continues to be fun, even if I had to remind myself what the fuck was actually going on in this book before it took the huge break that it did. What was going on? Because, yeah, well, I can't fucking remember. So, Celine, one of the vampire villains of the X-Men, who is also part of uh, Alexandra and Alexa Lucan's mm -hmm. power elite, mm -hmm. uh, she had helped uh, bring Lucan back to life because yep. he was the big, uh, what is it, Brubaker villain, but yeah, accidentally he's... ended up red skull yeah. and all that and brought red skull back with red skull is actually starting to act independently now ooh, ooh. and it's left open-ended if lucan actually knows what's going on but uh the big thing is like okay selene i helped uh what you, you helped bring me back so now she gets her payment which is her own like commune in the middle of like the rust belt flyover country middle america where she's like oh it's called adamsville where men come to work like their granddaddies did you know when work was hard and men were men and there was no unions and all you got was room and board and basically it, it's that rick and morty joke where it's like well this is just slavery with more steps <laughs> and she's filling this thing called the blood marine which is a diamond where it's like oh you know whenever they stop working i drain them and, you know, they think I just kicked them out. No, I pat them on the head and tell them they're being very good patriots <laughs> at everything. And it's so fucking easy. This is the easiest thing I've ever done as a vampire. And uh, Steve, Bucky, and uh, Sam go undercover in the town to try and suss this out. And Captain America really wants to get the diamond back because a piece of Sharon Carter's soul is in it because mm -hmm. uh, Celine stole some of that to help resurrect uh, Lucan. Mm-hmm. So it's really personal for him. And uh, yeah, that's basically where the issue ends. And I'm like, oh, that's fun. And that's cool. Cool. Awesome. And Falcon gets the best line. He technically had it in the last issue, but it gets reiterated here where Falcon's like, yeah, you know, it's only white people who get all hung up on the good old days. And we should go back to the way things were. You don't hear anyone else talking about that. <laughs> I wonder why. <laughs> and I'm like, well, there you go, Sam. You just won the whole issue. <laughs> I guess it's good too for him and Falcon to be in, or for him and Winter Soldier to be in this book because their miniseries got stopped. Yeah, yeah, that hasn't come out for a while. Yeah, you read the first issue and enjoyed it. I read the first two issues. Oh, there was two issues. Yeah, the the last one ended with them having to go to like some, 
uh like like spies who are like huge captain america fanboys and they like <laughs> they like cosplay as him and everything that sounds fun yeah i have to check that out uh, so that was everything I read this week, Matt. Did you have anything else? Anything uh, special? Yeah, I got a couple more. Uh, I had the Flash issue 758. Right, this is very close to reaching its big, big finale. I think the finale is this coming week. I Ooh. think finish line starts this coming week. Um, yeah, so this is the the end of Legion of Zoom, even though it's not called the end of Legion of Zoom. It's like just part two. Um, right. The, the villains have been uh, the rogues who have been taken throughout time by Eobard Thorne have been taken to the present and they've been attacking places around the central city places that Barry realizes aren't related to the Flash but they're related to Barry Allen right um, and he even works it out that like the attack lasted for like 5 minutes and 13 seconds 513 mm-hmm. being May 13th his birthday oh um, so like he's he's kind of figured out that eobard is after barry not flash this time um so so to stop him he has to start thinking like eobard something he doesn't want to do so he ends up getting his family out of town and just like trying to figure out where the villains would be and he takes him back to his old house where he Mm, of course where he runs into dawn and don who are uh eobard thorn's uh secret weapon against the flash his own kids um, so they end up attacking him and like capturing him for Eobard who somehow manages to vibrate at a frequency that allows him to possess Barry and take oh, his well, body. I like his reasoning for it as well. He's like, so I've tried to be the flash and I couldn't live up to the legend. There was always that legend looming over you. So now I'm going to become you and he ah. en- ends up possessing him and taking over his body and Barry is for all intents and purposes killed and sent to the speed force graveyard zone place right where, where, where uh, he runs into max mercury and jesse quick oh not did they ever get jay garrick out last time i was paying attention jay yes. garrick was in there well, well yeah that was the thing building up for like uh uh what do you call it um uh, generations and stuff we had the stuff with him um in like the 1940s and as well as like the stuff in the present so i don't know whether they're going to reference him i have to imagine he's going to be in it i have to imagine because why would you do speed force graveyard if uh that wasn't a thing yeah so it's a damn 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 fun issue damn fine and uh yeah i'm looking at the comics for next week and uh yeah we got death metal 3 flash 759 and uh yeah yeah awesome we got another wonder woman already or uh 760 oh no that's uh that's a reprint no, no, that'll be like the next part of Mariko Tamaki's story. Oh, holy shit, man. I really should catch up on that if that's coming out frequently. Yeah. Yeah, I think every two weeks. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Uh, we got uh, Empire number five, of course, <laughs> yeah. next week. Yeah, we'll be finished this in, like, in two weeks. That is really hard to believe that we got one yeah. that came out as quickly as it did. Yeah, nice, we nice got a... quick event. Indeed, we got another Empire Avengers, another Empire Captain America. Uh, anything else? Uh, oh, we got new X Force and new Venom, mm-hmm. and uh, and a new Marauders, I think. Mm-hmm. When so does X or Sword good. start? I feel like it's probably gonna start right when Empire ends. <laughs> probably gonna start that week or the week after, probably. Yeah, yeah. Because you know we can't we can't ever have a breather between events. No, no, we can't. Okay, go keep yeah. go keep that moving. Go keep that moving. Yeah, pay pay us money. Give us all your money. <laughs> 
Uh, did you have any other books there, Matt? Uh, what else did I have? What else did I have? I had, where is it? I had, oh, I had uh, Fantastic Four issue 22. Oh, yes, continuing with the Empire tie-in. Yeah, so they, the the Franklin and Val Richards, as well as Wolverine and Spider-Man, get attacked by the Dark Harvest, who are like human they're like a human sect of the kotati who like worship oh. them and um because of that they've been given like 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 plant powers like there's one that shoots like poisonous thorns and one that can turn his hands and fingers into like vines um and they they have come after the two children that the richards took at the end of their empire book the the korean mm. scroll child uh who the, club yeah who are the chroniclers of all of their respective races histories and we find out why these people want them, and that is they want to probe their minds for all of the best Kree and Skrull super weapons to use and build for the Katati. The first one being the Omniwave uh, device that Captain Marvel mm. made. Right. And um, they end up taking the the Kree child, while the other the the Skrull child who got like almost murdered by Wolverine, um, is like uh, resting up and all that sort of stuff uh hulk and ghost rider appear and kind of beat back and make the assassins retreat although it's not hulk and ghost rider it's val and franklin using image inducers which explains why they're not there mm, right yeah because you're like wait why are immortal hulk here and why is johnny blaze here they can't be here which also calling back to the fact that they were Fantastic Four members once upon a time. Yeah, and because and because yeah, they they were meant to uh, re respond to the alert, but because of what they're happening, what's happening in like Immortal Hulk, and because Johnny Blaze is alive? Question mark. Mm. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, they couldn't respond, so uh, it's up to Franklin and Val to fill in that team with spider-man and wolverine who get cool new costumes they get like blue i saw that blue versions of their costumes which the wolverine one i wouldn't mind if he kept he kept it's a pretty cool costume perfectly primed for video game unlockable costumes Ooh, yes. am i right yes yes that spider-man one better be in that in that avengers game come on make it happen <laughs> it's it's new yeah i i, I kind of wish though he, he just got like the fantastic four costume with the paper bag that's fun fantastic bag man i like the white future foundation suit he had mm, yeah that was that was a good costume yeah that is a good one uh so was that everything you had from this week matt yeah yeah i think that's pretty much oh, everything i've read so far yeah i know i still got more shit to read too and stuff from last week i still gotta yeah. catch up on yep but uh so yeah everyone that's the show we've been talking for almost two hours right now so thank you everyone who uh stayed and hung out and spent your sunday night with us it's always highly appreciated yeah thanks as always, be sure to follow Matt and myself on Twitter and Facebook so you always know when a new episode is dropping. Uh, if you're a Patreon member, you'll get to listen to this in both audio and video before anyone else. Uh, everyone else, the show drops Wednesday, 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time with ads. If you do the Patreon thing, you get it ad-free. Speaking of ads, uh, I try not to put many ads in it, but fucking YouTube has taken that power away from creators now. They're just putting ads on whatever the fuck they want now. Oh, really? You can't place ads in long videos anymore? Maybe you can manage them. I don't know, but more or less, it seems like you can't. You can't not have ads on long videos now. Uh, uh. YouTube, every new thing they add is terrible. Uh, it's, it's it's totally anti-consumer and anti-creative. 
Yeah, so just be aware that me and all your other favorite YouTubers didn't suddenly all decide to become money-grubbing assholes overnight. <laughs> the company run by the money-grubbing assholes forced that upon us like a curse. <laughs> we didn't want to. They made us do it. Uh, but yeah, so be sure to check that one out. Uh, we got a uh, Amazon link down in the description there. Uh, Matt and I try and pick a book that we really like at the moment that you can uh, pick up and in doing so support the channel. Another way, you get something, we get something, everybody wins. In fact, uh, definitely buy something from that Amazon link soon because I think I only have so many days before someone buys something through it or else they'll shut it off. Oh, go go buy Pulp from Ed Brubaker. That was a good book. Oh, was it? Yeah, I mean, it's Brubaker, so... Yeah, it's about, it's about a, a gunslinger from the surviving through the Old West to into the 1940s where he fights Nazis in New York. Ooh, that sounds like my jam. It's fucking awesome. <laughs> that also sounds like Ed Brubaker being like, hey, make a movie out of this, please. Yeah, oh man, it's, it's primed for a movie. Go, go read it. It's fucking awesome. I might just have to check that out now. I have too many other books to read, but yo, that sounds, <laughs> that sounds cool as hell. <laughs> All right, so on that note, everyone, we'll start winding down the show. Uh, thank you so much for coming and checking us out. We'll be back again next week, uh, same time, same place. We might have an interview next week if everything works out. In fact, uh, actually, I might be recording two interviews now. One uh, one with Jason Inman that was supposed to go up tonight but didn't happen, and another mystery one that you might be able to <laughs> suss out. I got to do that one in a couple days. Nice, nice. So, uh, yeah, be sure to keep an eye out for that, everyone. So until then, bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.